It is impossible to predict what your future will be. However, when it comes to relationships, I can predict how well your relationship will go if you never spend quality time together. It is extremely important to nurture your relationship, just like you nurture plants. There needs to be sunlight. It needs to be rain and nutrients for the plant to grow. It has to have good soil or a good foundation. But the same is true in relationships. If relationships don't have good foundations and they're not nurtured correctly, it won't grow as they should. Just showing up and going through the motions will never be the end result for the relationships. It won't meet its needs. Couples have to be careful about how much attention and detail is placed on their relationship. If not, trouble is on the way and you may not be able to recover. The Relationship Therapy Podcast can be a catalyst to solving the trouble in your relationship. You've tuned into the Relationship Therapy Podcast with Tony Miller Sr., a podcast designed for couples who are married, couples who are dating, and have marriage in their future. We will guide you to the principles that will make your relationship better. Stick around. You might just learn something that will help your relationship last longer, grow stronger, and become healthier. Now, here's your host, Tony Miller Sr. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Tony Miller Sr., and welcome to another episode of the Relationship Therapy Podcast. I'm glad you're listening to this episode. I appreciate all my listeners who are commenting about this current series. This is the third episode of the series entitled The Examination of Cheating. And we will take it to another level in this particular episode. So far, we've talked about in the first episode of this series, the impact temptation has on relationships. And true enough, some people are in denial that temptation is the actual starter of cheating. You will not cheat if there's no temptation there to tempt you. But then in the previous episode, I talked about the reasons people cheat. And there are so many different reasons. I didn't name all of them. I didn't give the exhaustive list, but I just gave some of the highlights of some of the reasons, or in some cases, the excuses people use to cheat. And I always like to preface what I'm saying by saying this, there is no excuse for cheating. We have to make sure that we push ourselves to say no. And there are some things that we're going to talk about in next week's episode as we talk about how people avoid uh, getting into those infidelity uh, phases. So today we're going to talk about the process that leads to infidelity. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. I don't believe all cheating 
is intentional. Some is. Some people jump into it with both feet. But I believe sometimes there are things that lead up to it and it gradually grows until the point of no return where they have found themselves out there without a paddle. So we're going to talk about this. And and this show in particular is going to tell us what happens to an individual before they dive into infidelity. It's a process that can creep us on us and divert our attention down the road to destruction. I have been receiving some awesome feedback from these episodes, and I know after this episode, the same thing is going to happen. I want to thank you again for listening, and please share these episodes with your friends and your families, your coworkers, whomever you might think these may help. Now let's get right into this week's episode entitled, The Process That Leads to Infidelity. Here we go. As we begin this episode, the process that leads to infidelity, I've got to give you something. I got to let you know that so many relationships are broken. So many relationships are shattered and and even even gone to pieces because of infidelity. And there is never a right time for infidelity. So let's go. The first one I want to talk about, and these are going to be the phases that you go through or that from the process that leads to infidelity. The first phase is the need of attention phase. Every now and then there will be one of the mates in the relationship that seems to be starved for attention. This can be uh, perceived starving or even an imagined starving. But I also have to admit, there are some narcissists out there who feels like all attention should be about them. That's not who I'm talking about today. That's for another time and another subject. However, when it is actually true, when it is actually true that you're not getting the attention that you need from your mate, this could pose a major issue within your relationship. The truth is this, if you are not getting the proper attention from the one that you have said that you want to spend the rest of your life with, it can set you back. Whenever a person in a relationship feels like they're not receiving the adequate amount of attention in a relationship, that person will search for it somewhere. And that's the sad part. The attention they gain might come from any place. Lack of attention is like a hungry stomach. It will find something or someone to fulfill that attention void. That's when the person of the opposite sex comes into play and they begin the process or the phase of giving that much needed attention. I won't say that it is always intentional, but too often it could possibly develop into something else if there is no one being careful. Just know if you're lonely, they are also seeking attention. 
whoever fills that void will do. It doesn't matter. It could just be a coworker. It could be a church member. It could be somebody in the neighborhood or just somebody that you've met. But if they give you the attention that you're starving for, the attention that you're not getting from your mate, that will do for them. It might only involve conversation, but the conversation delivers what's needed and maybe even delivers something that's not needed. During the conversations, your comfort level may lead to our next process that begins the infidelity. That's when we tend to start breaking the boundaries of our relationship. Once this boundary is broken, it can allow the individual to move to another dangerous phase. So that's number one, the need of attention phase. But then here's number two, the broken boundary phase. During this phase, the person is lacking attention, begins to overshare with the one that they have started the conversations with. This oversharing leads to spilling too much tea about their own relationship or even their own mate. The one who is listening gains so much valuable knowledge that it is needed to take this conversation to the next level. Can I say this to all who are listening? We're supposed to keep our relationship problems to ourselves or at a very minimum with trustworthy people who love and care for us. The moment you start telling other people what goes on behind your closed doors or what doesn't go on behind your closed doors, these other people may start making you their prey so that then you can get into the relationship problems that you may find. I tell couples all the time that sharing too much information about your mate could lead to further problems down the road. It's important to know that everyone you talk to about your business is not always trying to help. And in some occasions, they're really trying to hurt your relationship even more. There are some things you should not allow to just anybody's ear. Boundaries are set to protect the relationship from unwanted exposure. When this exposure happens and it goes too far, you damage your mate's feelings, you damage the relationship, and you just shatter the trust that you've already made in your relationship. On this level of broken boundaries, you start feeling something for that person that gives you the attention. Because as human beings, we like attention. It begins to start feeling comfortable. And anytime we're comfortable with someone who is not our mate, we begin to let our guard down. Let me say that again. Anytime we're too comfortable with someone who is not our mate, we begin to let our guard down. Too much can happen when our guard is let down. Secrets are released when our guard is let down. Too much uh, camaraderie happens when our guard is let down. And it just takes us on a slippery slope to infidelity.
the worst part about when our guard is let down is feelings start operating toward the person who gives you that attention. See, they begin to gain your trust and you've gotten comfortable and, and you feel more secure with them than you even do with your mate. These feelings I'm talking about, they may only be surface feelings, but they are feelings nonetheless. These feelings can get in the way of clear thinking during this broken boundary phase. You start drifting from your mate and begin gravitating toward the one that is giving you the attention. And that, my friend, is a problem. So I've given you the need of attention phase. I've given you the broken boundary phase. But here's the third phase that I want to talk about. And that is the connection weakness phase. The deeper you go into this new connection, the further the pull of your mate is in distance. You start thinking about this person more than you should. When this person's name comes up or you receive a text message or a note from them, you you feel better about yourselves and you feel less about your mate. You may try to deny it, but this connection is starting to grow on you. If you are coworkers, you can't wait to see them when you get when they get to work you may even come to work early or you set up lunch times the same so you can spend that time together you just want to be in their presence because it makes you feel better and now they have learned how to talk to you they know that you're seeking attention and they give you what you need All this points out to where you have not taken in consideration the heart of your mate. At this point, there's probably has not been any physical contact between the two of you. You may not even kissed or anything like that, but it's now running through your head and you're under a spell that you never thought you'd be under. You're learning more and more about each other, and it just makes you feel good inside. And on the other hand, you and your spouse are barely speaking, if you're speaking at all. It's like you're going through the motions in your real relationships, but you're making time in this other connection relationship. You enjoy the texting. You enjoy talking whenever you can. Yet you don't feel like you're cheating, but this is what we call emotional cheating. You have the attention that you need and you're asking for less from your significant other. You almost feel trapped when you and your mate are together. You feel like, why am I here? And you feel down because you're with the one that you are married to. And all you find yourself doing is thinking about when is the next time I can get to my connection. You can't wait to get a chance to communicate with them. You're hooked and you don't even know that you're hooked. 
you you become insulted if your mate suggests that you're spending too much time away from from them and you gravitate even more toward your connection. You are emotionally attached to this person. And the problem is they're starting to feel the same way that you are. And they even want more. See what happens when you become emotionally attached to someone. It automatically starts leading you to another level. You you haven't been all the way innocent because you're emotionally cheating. But this person is now giving you signs. And some type of way that you see these signs and pick up these signs and you know that they are looking for more from you. Don't worry. You are now moving into the thinking about it phase. So number one, we were in the need of attention phase. Number two, we were in the broken boundaries phase. And then number three, the connection weakness phase. But here's the final one that we're going to talk about in this episode. The thinking about it phase. Once you reach this phase, you're grumpier than normal. You seem aloof to your mate and you become very argumentative with them. And they see that you're angry and they start blaming themselves. But the problem is not them. The problem is you. Because you're now contemplating doing something that you said you would never do. But now you're possibly thinking about doing what your flesh wants to do. I know it doesn't make that much sense, but our flesh enjoys pleasure. It's designed that way. But it's designed also by God to have pleasure inside your relationship. You are a ticking time bomb and you're ready to explode because this decision can be detrimental to your relationship. Here are a few things that's going on inside your head as you are in this thinking about it phase. One thing you're thinking about is, can I actually get away with this? Can I get away with having this relationship outside my marriage, this physical relationship? Another thing you could be thinking about is maybe this is just going to be a one-time thing and then it's going to be over. And then me and my outside connection are just going to go back to where we were as just conversation friends. How many out there know that once this happens one time, both of you are going to be tempted again and again and again? And then you're also thinking, what happens if my mate finds out? Will the relationship be over or can we work it out? But when you really get to the depth of your questions that you're asking yourself, here's the question that is deep. 
does your mate deserve this treatment? Am I, am I being faithful? Am I holding up my end of the relationship? Those are just some of the thoughts that you're thinking as you're thinking about it face. All of this could be possible thoughts that you have. But the key is, how will you decide? This all started because you felt attention deprived at home. You were starving for attention and you got that attention. And you felt like just having these conversations, I wasn't physically cheating, but then you became emotionally connected. And that is cheating. And here you are now on the verge of physically cheating. And there may no, they may not be any turning back. You have to reach back into your memory bank and, and think about your mate and realize that this is wrong. Think about all the good times. Think about when you got married. Think about when you fell in love. And make sure you start focusing on that to prevent you from going deeper in your connection. Think about what your relationship actually means to you. Maybe you did need some attention. But could it be that you should have just had the conversation with your mate to allow them the opportunity to allow them the, the time to make those changes, to fill those void, those voids of no attention for you? At this time, I suggest that you pray. And you really should have been praying through this whole process because now you're about to make a decision that could actually mess up the rest of your life. It's your move. Will you choose your relationship or will you choose your connection? I know you're thinking about it. But think about what you have at home. And that may cause you to make the right decision. Well, that's it for today. That's what we've talked about. We talked about the process that leads to infidelity. Number one, we talked about the need of attention phase. Number two, we talked about the broken boundaries phase. Number three, we talked about the connection weakness phase. And then finally, we talked about thinking about it phase. And it is up to you. The ball is in your court. What decision will you make? I would say choose your mate. Because I believe if you go ahead and choose your mate and have those much needed conversations, changes will happen in your relationship. I found that to be true.
for myself. As we close today, I just want you to remember, again, cheating should never be your answer. And as always, remember, it takes two to make a relationship work. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Therapy Podcast with Tony Miller Sr. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. Tune in next time for more insight on how to make your relationship better. If you have any questions, please email us at tmrelationshiptherapy at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, remember, it takes two to make the relationship work.